Hey there. On today's show, I'm going to be a bit rude. Well, not too rude. No swearing or anything. These aren't idioms you would say to a friend or your boss, though. But these are good expressions to use when someone is bothering you a lot and you want them to stop, especially if you don't like that person. Okay, let's get ready to get rude. Here's the first one. Get off my back. That's how you say it. Get off my back. Little snarl in your voice. Now, if you're not a native English speaker and have never heard of that expression, you probably have no idea what it means. It is also a funny, strange kind of image, right? Someone physically on your back. That would hurt. If you tell someone to get off your back, you are directly telling them to stop annoying you. Maybe they are bothering you by criticizing you or pushing you to do something that you don't really want to do. You might say that expression to someone or you might mention it to that someone is on your back, on your back about something. For example, an employee might say, I wish the boss would get off my back about this project. I'll get it finished soon. Now, where did this expression come from? The sites I checked say that its exact origin has been lost. The site writingexplained.org, though, says it dates back to the 1800s and it has been popular since about the 1930s. As that site and a few others I researched note, it is possible that it could be related to another popular idiom, have a monkey on one's back. Apparently, as writingexplained.org says, in the 1930s, if someone had a monkey on his back, it meant that he was annoyed or angry. However, these days, the expression is used much more commonly to mean that someone has a drug or alcohol addiction. A monkey on his back. The drugs, the alcohol. As dictionary.com reminds me, there is another expression that is very similar to get off my back. It's get off my case. That website says this variation was first recorded in 1970. Get off my back, get off my case. Same thing. All right, time for idiom number two about telling someone to stop bugging you. It's used to tell someone rudely to stop talking. The phrase is, put a sock in it. You can't talk very well if you have a sock in your mouth, right? Yuck, it would taste awful too. (laughs) The website wordhistories.net says the earliest known mention of this expression is in a letter published by the London Literary Magazine called the, what is this called? Athenium. I don't know. Let me check on that one. Hold on. Yeah, I'm not really looking at it, but a book. I did this joke earlier. I'm looking on the internet. Okay. It's actually pronounced Athenium or Athenium. Yeah, try and look at that in the script, and you'll have problems too. Anyway, actually, right now I'm looking at Wikipedia about this publication, a literary magazine. It says it was started in 1828 by James Silk Buckingham, and it was sold within a few weeks to Frederick Morris and John Sterling, (laughs) I don't know, anyway, who failed to make it profitable. Well, I don't know, gee, with a name like that, you know. Athenium? Uh, well, whatever. And you know, what does it say else here? Um, anyway, it, it lasted until 1921. I just think people had trouble 
pronouncing that name. Maybe that was the real problem. Or could have been the content, hmm, more likely. Yeah, too much information there. Let's get back to the uh, matter at hand, this episode. So anyway, this uh, publication, the Athenium or Athenium, uh, published this in uh, 1919, this uh, phrase, to put a sock in it means to stop talking. You know, you're bugging me. Uh, But, you know, some sites, uh, including Worldwide Words, Triple W, that's kind of an interesting name. That's a website. Note that it may have come from soldiers during the First World War. Yeah, well, that was before 1919. Uh, Wiktionary states that the phrase may come from the idea of putting a sock in the horn of early record players. You know, those old style, they were called gramophones. They look like a kind of a big tuba attached to a record player. Is that a tuba? I don't know what it was. It was a horn of some sort. Anyway, put the sock in it, make the sound quieter. However, it sounds like an interesting idea, but uh, Worldwide Words, that website, says that story is likely just an incorrect explanation. By the way, another variation of this, put a sock in it, is put a cork in it. It's easy to see where that one probably came from, the cork of a wine bottle. Okay, let's move on to the third and final idiom of this episode. It's get lost. No, not you. I don't mean you guys should leave me alone. Please don't. No, I haven't finished this podcast yet. Anyway, get lost is a sign that you are angry with someone for whatever reason and you want them to leave now. In a rude way, of course, right? You don't say that to friends or your boss. Maybe no matter how much you want to. Maybe someone is on your back about something, pushing or criticizing you a lot, or perhaps they've done something to make you really mad at them. Anyway, if you tell someone to get lost, it's really rude. You probably won't see them again. Uh, How did this phrase originate? Well, the website culture.pl, which is for Polish sites, uh, this says the expression was first used in the 1940s. It also notes that some researchers believe that it comes from the translation of an expression in the Yiddish language spoken by some Jewish people. I should also mention that, and oh, that translated means get lost, if you haven't figured that out. Uh, I should also mention that there are a lot of other ways to say get lost, including buzz off, take a hike, get out of my sight. Yeah, anyway. Time now for a quick review of the three idioms I looked at. First was get off my back, an expression that has been fairly common since the 1930s and which means someone should stop bothering you. Then there was put a sock in it or put a cork in it, phrases that mean someone should basically shut up. And finally, I discussed get lost, a rather rude way of uh, to tell someone to leave you alone. But these are, you know, much nicer than saying off. <laughs> I had to buzz that. I didn't really say that word. I just put the sound effect in, just in case you're wondering. Well, that does it for this episode of If the Phrase Fits. Thanks a lot for listening. I appreciate it. I want to also thank zapsplat.com for allowing me to use their great library of sound effects and music. So... Now it's time for you to get lost. No, I'm just kidding about that. Please, no. Like I said, you know, I was just joking. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to all my bad jokes. 
and uh, the content, of course, and the, I hope you find it interesting and useful and, uh, yeah, maybe a conversation uh, starter. Anyway, hope you come back next time. Bye for now. <laughs>